2: Hello, welcome to the Curzon Film Podcast. This week, the ups and downs of relationships as we weather divorce with Adam Driver in Marriage Story and we weather weather with Eddie Redmayne in The Aeronauts. And she's playing another rogue one. We speak to Redmayne's co-star, Felicity Jones, about her ballooning career. I'm Jake Cunningham, and this week I'm joined by two guests who are going to cut through the clouds of cinematic conversation. Ella Kemp. Hello. And Kelly Powell. Hello. And he's only here as Ballast. <laughs> Sam Howlett. <laughs> I hate the doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. It's... Lovely to have you with us. Um, should we start with a nice divorce?
1: Shall we? Lovely.
0: Yeah,
2: that's what we love to do on this record. First thing on a Monday morning. Let's just dive right into Marriage Story, a film that no one's really found emotionally devastating or affecting and hard to talk about. But we are going to try. Uh, this is the new film from Noah Baumbach, the director of The Squid and the Whale. And the Meowitz stories, and Francis Haar and Mistress America. He's returned with a new family drama that ranks among, for me, his very best, and is a front runner for acting awards over the coming months. Uh, this particular one's about stage director played by Adam Driver and his wife, an actress played by Scarlett Johansson, as they struggle through a gruelling coast-to-coast divorce that pushes them to their personal and creative extremes so I mentioned a handful of Noah Baumbach films there. Um, I just want to gauge from the room how, how are we feeling about Noah Baumbach prior to this? Uh, I'm a very big fan despite the fact for me he has one film on, one film off, literally track back through his career and it's that for me. Um, but Ella?
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. There are some of his films that I really love. I think Francis Hart is great found the story is very charming, but Mistress America for me does not work at all. Uh, Squinwell I thought was okay. So going into Marriage Story, I thought I will watch this film because it's a Noah Baumbach film and I'm sure a lot of other people will love it and maybe I will like it. Uh, that's what I thought going into it. And now I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum and I'm the person who loves it and says to everyone, have you heard of Noah Baumbach? He's amazing!
2: Okay, and have we got that level of enthusiasm over this side? <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I really like
3: Noel Bambach. Um, sorry, I say Baumbach. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm Jewish. <clears throat> but um, yeah. yeah, I really love him. I I agree that you don't you don't always know it's going to be quite on on point. Mm. Um, but I always look forward to what he's going to do next. Um, I loved Squid and the Whale um, and Francis again is is great for me. Um, and this one is his best so far, I think. Um, and you can feel the trajectory of him growing up as both a man and a director. I think you can track his sort of growth and what he's interested in. I mean, obviously divorce has been a topic that he likes to delve into, but it's it's he's doing it with more and more... De- depth i think and maturity as mm. he gets older
4: yeah it's, inter- the f- it's interesting what films land with him like squid and the whale really landed so well for him and really launched him as a big talent and then francis Ha felt like a really sort of big kind of film at the moment mistress america i like that film but i don't forget landed quite as well as he hoped it would and then while we're young seems to have really disappeared into the ether uh and then you did that weird de- Brian De Palma documentary that kind of fell out of nowhere and he wrote Madagascar 3 he's had a very eclectic which is apparently a really good entry in the Madagascar oh I'm sure it's
0: very good yeah yeah
4: is that da da circus no afro afro circus what is that I
0: don't know what you've been watching Sam
2: anyway well um yeah, I, I think he's really interesting director. Yeah, uh he's one of those directors who you can say he just makes the same film. Mm-hmm. Um but I'll happily watch him make that same film. Yeah. Um and Kelly, I think you're right, uh the, the way that he changes uh his feeling as well, as a person and as a director, if we look back at Squid and the Whale and the focus there is on the Jesse Eisenberg character mm-hmm. who's very much a teen and we've that film is about kind of frustration yeah, and I remember anger. That film
4: being very angry and very awkward and very kind of pessimistic. And yeah. Well he
0: has also spoken cynical. about divorce in the sense that he wrote Squid and the Whale as a child of divorce and feeding that kind of personal perspective into this and this one being very much about his experience as an adult going through those things. And
2: Yeah they, I mean this one I think Marriage Story is a film that's very respectful of that oh, process yes. mm. um, which is perhaps the most surprising thing mm. about it that, like the caricatures that we expect to find in these divorce stories of like warring couples mm. and lawyers who are just in it for the money and everyone's just like it's like Kramer versus Kramer stuff this isn't that no. yeah well even like so the
4: supporting characters so Alan Alda and Ray Liotta are kind of at two opposite ends of the spectrum of the sort of hit the uh, of Adam Driver's divorce lawyers they are slightly caricatured, but they are much more than that. Mm. They are they are those kind of, one's a very nice guy, one's a very tough kind of shark lawyer. But they are both kind of, they're presented very realistically, I think. And then Laura Dern, the same. She's a little bit of a larger than life celebrity divorce lawyer.
0: She's her big little lies character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. But, but she
4: does have, she has that really great speech. Mm. And there is much more to this character than would be had she been in another film i yeah. think
3: well you can tell that like he's written these characters as though like this is their life this is their work that's what they do you know um it's very much a matter of fact that they, they they do this all day every day um and it's kind of like it's they're not evil they're just doing what they need to do in a system that has been created for this to exist um but also um he's been um quoted as saying that it's it's a love story as well. So I think for him, it was very much telling the story of these two people's love story of their marriage in the breakdown. Mm. Um, and, and, and because of that, it's got a very it's got such a heart and it's so warm and you get to know these people not as two ends of, of the spectrum trying to fight each other. It's just like an, a necessary sort of thing they have to go through but they still have Love for each other and their son, and they're just trying to figure it out, which yeah. I think makes it such a universal story because so many people have gone through this, and it's, it's a terrible thing to go through, but they still love each other, which is so nice.
2: And I, something see. that I really admire about the film and yeah. something that's really strong about the script is that it doesn't give us the golden years. There's a bit kind of maybe fifteen twenty minutes in where uh, Scarlett Johansson's character sits down with Laura Dern and. Uh, that conversation is right. Get us up to speed about your relationship and why is this happening? And she starts that story, and I felt trained that we are now going to flash back and we're going to see. Right here is them right in the like rose tinted glasses. This is like the perfect representation of that relationship, so that we as an audience can feel it. So that then it's like a, more of a heartbreaker when we mm. see the divorce go through and it's really brave not to show that mm. and to just try and build that love during the conflict yeah mm. and not let us as an audience escape this situation where it would be easier to just live in the memory but we have to grind it out well
0: there is a romantic there are romantic moments and a, a, a big old montage as well but the where it's placed like as much the way it's written as the way it's directed and shot is so, yeah, it's so different. It doesn't go back to years before, like you say, but it does kind of whip through why they love each other and the kind of things for you to latch onto. And where it comes in the film is really smart because it can make you think, oh, this is going to yep. be the tone of the whole film. It's going to be a big tearjerker. And then he just takes it away. And then you have to think, oh, is that lovely, warm feeling going to come back? Am I going to get more of why they love each other? But it's just it's just really well measured and you never get too comfortable in a certain Mm -hmm. feeling either too extreme or uh, too plain or anything. It's just so perfectly balanced the whole way throughout, I think.
4: Yeah, it's a really interesting film tonally because there are, as we said, this is a very, very emotional film and you do go through the ringer and there's one scene in particular that people are talking about which is really heart-wrenching and really heartbreaking and it's the absolute powerhouse performances off each other. There's also a lot of kind of... um, like, screwball comedy in the film. It's so
0: funny. The scene funny.
4: when uh, she's trying to serve him divorce papers in the kitchen with her sister is really funny and, mm-hmm. like, something out of bringing up baby. And there's also the scene where uh, he's got the um, the observer around to see how he is with his son. He has that's
0: incredible physical comedy. Re- yeah. Like, yeah. his whole really, body.
4: Really funny. But there's also these, re- there's these two, uh, like, musical moments as well that back, just lets play on for a really mm. long time. And both of those songs are from the same musical. They're both from Company. And they both kind of really, in a really smart way, tell you about what that character is going through at this moment in this process. And it's a really smart, really beautiful way. And both actors absolutely nail it.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, there are so many awards that this film will be going for. Um, I would think. Like uh, we've got original screenplay, cinematography, supporting actors, actors, directors, um, and it would be great to delve into all of them. But I just want to focus in on what I think is maybe its best shot, which is uh, Adam Driver as best actor. Mm-hmm. You mentioned sure. his yeah. performance where he d- he does a musical number from com- Company, which is an incredible moment. Um, but I-, I think this is absolutely the-, the finest work he's done. We love a lip wobble. <laughs> the man can Beautiful. wobble with the best of them. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good in this film.
4: And Baumbach actually said that he um, he and Adam Driver spoke about, oh, you should sing Being Alive in a film one day. And that was before he even wrote the script for this. So that's where that So came
0: this out. whole film is just, made... to, just
4: to have Adam Driver sing Being Alive.
0: Cool. I'm into uh, it. I think it. he
4: is currently definitely the front runner for mm-hmm. Best Actor. He's got the competition probably from Robert De Niro and Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, interesting to see how those campaigns will go. But I think. This could be the year of Driver. We've already got him coming up in the report next week and also Rise of Skywalker. Sorry. It's a big year for the big... Imagine year. if he wins yeah, the best he's... actor for Star Wars. <laughs> yes!
2: <laughs> um, it's crazy
3: yeah. There he is in those films but you still like it, you forget about all of that when he's in a film like this. Yeah. But then you Just... then he,
2: when you do pop on A Last Jedi and he's there he, in each he's so good. He makes complete yeah. sense oh, yeah. in
0: every film he's in yeah. and then yeah, like, as you say, Kelly, in every film he's in, I just nod and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the only role Adam Driver has yeah. ever played every single time. And he just does it so well. And I also want to say that before Marriage Story, like like with Back, there was a lot of hype around Adam Driver. And I was like, cool, um, I guess other people get it. Marriage Story is the film that changed it for me. I'm, a, like, this... If you're not, you'll be obsessed with him after this film. <laughs> he's he's so good. Yeah. He's oh, the best.
2: Um that dude is wide. That, he is a wide boy. <laughs> um and there's lots of other brilliant things about the film. Uh, Robbie Ryan's the cinematography he did. Uh weirdly sorry we missed you, which is just like this flat kind of stark uh, gray film um to the film's credit. Um but this is wildly different. He did a similar thing. He shot I, Daniel Blake for Ken Loach and Meyerowitz Stories for Noah mm. Baumbach as well. A really great cinematographer. Recently did The Favourite as well. <laughs> uh, and we've got a Randy Newman score here that doesn't hide the fact it's Randy Newman. This is good. Key plonky, pleasant oh. piano. Yeah. yeah, really good. <laughs> Divorce, uh, but fun. Yes. Uh, and That's so the tagline, isn't it? <laughs>
0: I've seen that everywhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely one for fans of uh, Squid and the Whale, My Witch Stories in particular from the Barnback catalogue. Um, and that's going to be in cinemas next week as well as coming to Netflix very soon as well. But we must move on to our second film, which is The Aeronauts. Uh, it's set in 1862. And the scientist James Glacier, played by Eddie Redmayne and Widow... Amelia is that is his Ra- real name, James Glacier. Yeah, Glacier. it is. Yeah. That's cool. And... Uh, and widow Amelia Wren played by Felicity Jones are embarking on a remarkable mission to go where no human has gone before 37,000 feet into the sky in a hot air balloon Uh, as they begin their journey into the unknown we flash back to their reasons for taking this momentous step Ella you spoke to Felicity Jones one of the stars of this film all about it and uh, it's bringing back together the dream team from the theory of everything
0: I did indeed and it is indeed um Yeah, we chatted about the essentials for being in a hot air balloon, um, the reunion that everyone was waiting for, the historical background and accuracies, and yes, I learned a lot and we had a lovely chat. Hello, Felicity Jones. I'm here on the Curzon podcast, and we're here to talk about The Aeronauts, your Mm -hmm. new film. Fantastic. Um, First of all, congratulations on the film, Uh, and I want to start off by asking a very simple question, what do audiences need to know about Amelia Wren and who is where did she come from in the real world uh
1: Amelia Wren um she's a bit of a, a wild cat character um one of the people that she is based on is this woman Sophie Blanchard who was um quite an extraordinary uh, 18th century aeronaut and Amelia's backstory is is identical to to Sophie's and for the film we actually it's a sort of Top hits of ballooning history, and we took all the best moments and 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 put them into the film. But um, but Sophie Blanchard used to fly solo. Um, she actually um, her husband was also an aeronaut, and he died. And after he died, she redesigned the shape of the balloon because she thought there was a better version, a more aerodynamic version. Um, and she would um, set off fireworks from the balloon. She would she would fly at night. It was the time and the space where she felt most happy and most herself was was up in the sky with the stars.
0: Mm, amazing. She and in the film you can tell she's just this amazing firecracker character and she comes in at a point after you've had these incredible roles in Rogue One and just this year on the basis of sex. I wonder what attracted you to this role, this kind of strong female character as it were, but she seems she seems quite different as well
1: yeah it was it was the combination of playing someone who um I loved her humor I loved her um immediacy I loved that she didn't overthink things the action side of it was a real gem I was desperate to come back and do some action after making Rogue One um and 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 to make something that felt a really optimistic film that it it really is a family film it's a real ride and a and real sort of entertainment I, I just felt very excited about making something that was going to be great fun. Mm. And
0: visually it is so entertaining and exciting and all of the action. How how was it doing how did you prepare for such a physical role and and how were how was it filming those scenes
1: well it's always um it's always quite a sort of baptism baptism of fire preparing for these films and I was working with an acrobat um who just was literally showing me the ropes you know I was learning all these they they call them silks and you climb up these. Long silk pieces, and you learn to do—they call them binds and and knots—so that you can be suspended very, very high up in the air, just using the ropes and your and the 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 strength of your body. Um, so that gave me a lot of confidence in playing Amelia, because I thought, well, if I feel comfortable, you know, um, floating up in the sky, then then that'll work for for playing her.
0: Yeah, and I'm thinking in particular of of the scene later in the film when she just undergoes such an amazing physical transformation as well and how how do you kind of prepare for those conditions as well the well I guess. yeah
1: you can't really prepare what we found was um doing cold acting is actually uh really difficult um and 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 Tom would keep shouting from behind the camera he says you don't look cold enough you don't look cold enough and we we're sort of doing the full you know like shivering shaking back and all that mm. stuff and then so we thought well why don't we put our hands in freezing cold ice water just to give you that immediate sense of mm. what it's like to be cold so we were sort of trying all these different we ended up getting so messy. On it, we were trying all these different techniques just to get a real sort of naturalism. Because mm-hmm. the camera, it was so close to us. You know, it was three of us in a basket, and so the camera picks up everything. So you couldn't, you know, not that you want to, but you couldn't phone anything in or, or sort of um, you couldn't. It had to feel very, very precisely drawn.
0: Mm. And being the three of you in the basket, how was it reuniting with Eddie Redmayne, who you starred alongside? But this is a very different kind of relationship and it's I found it so refreshing to see this dynamic where it's not you know they're not husband and wife there's not it's it's not a romantic relationship how how was building that yeah I
1: think um in order for us both to come back to work together it had to feel that it was going to be very different from Mm. theory of everything um and I don't think um would have wanted to repeat that in any way, shape, or form. So uh, part of the appeal was it that they were of it was that they were such different characters that the dynamic between them was 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 very different. Um, and and to work with Eddie, who uh, who I just have such trust with, we'd built that up from from making a film together, and we have very similar ways of working. We both like to improvise. We've both made films in America with a lot of improvisation that we've carried with us throughout throughout working together. Um, and he and he has such a lightness, Eddie, and I think I think we complement each other in that way that we sort of have complementary personalities. Mm. Is there room for much improv in a hot air balloon? Um, yes, surprisingly, <laughs> when you're stuck in a basket together for about. 10 weeks, you kind of mm. need to think on your feet, otherwise it can, well, that's what we were worried about because we thought, well, how is this gonna be interesting? You keep coming back to this basket. You know, it's just two of them for, for most of the film. And so we had quite a long rehearsal time where uh, we were in a studio uh, with a mock-up of the basket, just thinking okay what how do we keep this fresh what do we do and a lot of it was finding different levels finding their different areas we we did approach it very much like like we were do, rehearsing a play
0: mm. and this i'm fascinated by the, the the threat of the basket and going up with 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 nothing um and i want to ask you what if you had to go up in a basket probably not to return what do you take what do you do In the kind of Desert Island Disc kind of way, but more just balloon.
1: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I like that. Yeah. What do you take with you? Well, what's nice with a gas balloon, um, you can, there's a tradition, because it's not like a hot air balloon where you have the, you know, you have the the flame and you'll constantly have that noise. It's very, very quiet. And so they have a tradition when you first fly in a, in a gas air balloon that you have to take a bottle of champagne with you. Oh, wow. And you have a drink during the flight. Um, so I think you definitely have to have a bottle yep. of champagne. If it's tradition, you have to. I mean, come on. Uh, and then I would take with me um, photographs of friends and family. Is that a bit corny? <laughs> it's allowed? It's allowed? It's allowed. It's allowed. A little, a real, but real photographs, mm. not just digital with, the, with the frames and anything the, um i think no one of those kind of like 80s books that sure. has all the plastic bits in it so um i would take that with me so that i could re- remember things um and then i would probably take some salt and vinegar walker's crisps because they're my fave <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, am I allowed anything else? Three I d- whatever, things.
0: whatever you need. Whatever you need. Uh, it's a long journey.
1: I, uh, and I think I would probably take, it'd be nice to have some sort of music. Um, whether you could take, I've got one of those, um, which makes me sound like a real granny, but um, I've got one of those Robert's radios which I move around the house, depending on what, I'm such a sort of technophobe, depending on which, which room I'm in. So I'd probably take that with me because you've got, you know, got access
0: to all the radio stations. Definitely. Got music, chatting, perfect. Sorted. So I have one last question moving from the aeronauts into the future. Looking at the incredible women from history that you've played, both very real and reconstructed, are there any is there anyone in your mind that you kind of think, maybe one day that would be the dream part to bring this woman to life? Yeah,
1: well, um you have any ideas (laughs) uh, they're welcome uh that is what you are constantly hunting for looking back through um I mean particularly I'm getting more involved with with development um and so constantly looking for um books and characters and women in history you know that is the search to find to find the next role Mm. um but I yeah, I mean, I'm just constantly reading articles and, and looking for things. I think um, you never quite know what it is until it hits you. It's a, it's, a, it's a funny thing. I sort of sometimes think, oh, God, I should get on with playing, you know, Juliet and some of the <laughs> before I get too old, uh, some of those kind of seminal Shakespearean roles mm. um, or as you, as you like it. Uh, so I think probably my bucket list would be getting some of those Shakespearean heroines under my belt.
0: Excellent. Well, there is always room for more and I'm sure the world will definitely welcome it. Oh, good. Thank Thank you you so much for talking to
1: me. Lovely. Thanks very much. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, the Aeronauts, Ellen. Yes. I think for me, this is a bit uh, Downton Abbey's gravity. Sure. Um, for better or for worse, uh, would you say this is a Mint Aeronauts? Ah. Uh- <laughs>
0: Okay. I go with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, if if you're asking whether I enjoyed this film, I yeah I did. Um, I thought it was really nice, and as you say, yeah, I felt like the little bits of gravity in there. Um, I think on paper ticks a lot of boxes that I could sometimes find a little bit boring. It's going far back in history and focusing on these two reliable actors, but I can't say the two actors that I've I've ever been extremely excited to see do something completely different. Um, But I think they're really pushed to their limits, like as much individual and physical as the relationship that they had with each other, and then visually as well. I think it really... I mean, it makes the most of being so far, like, high up in the sky. And it's like, oh, we're going so high. Let's go really big and intense. Yeah, and absolutely.
2: Once once the balloon is up there and we're having to hang out in the basket in the sky, good. it's beautiful. Like, it looks amazing uh, up there. I think the films to kind of draw comparisons to are certainly like survival stories like Gravity, but it's not as so in the moment like that one Mm -hmm. um structurally it's perhaps most similar to 127 hours Mm -hmm. the way that it will bounce around and Mm -hmm. uh cleverly weave between the events in the present the events in the past and then there's there's this kind of magical realist feeling to it that's maybe akin to life of pi and those moments i think is where it really shines um when things are on the ground when it's a bit like you don't, you, you cannot go up in the sky. You cannot monitor the weather. Well, sir, I say that I can. You'll uh, see, I'll show you. Yeah, uh, all of that stuff's uh, sounds. It, it has to That's be That's how Eddie Redmond yeah. sounds. Uh, right. It has to be there, but uh, it's not, those aren't the most interesting <laughs> bits in the film. That being said, if you like, there are those great moments in the Lost City of Zed. When I was going to say, this yeah. sounds
4: like Lost City of Zed in In,
2: in the geographical air? society. <laughs> the just like, like old men screaming yeah. at each other what you can. This it's society like, will not support you on this yeah. endeavour. <laughs> it is a lot of that. But I mean, yeah, wade through that and you, there's a lot to enjoy here.
0: But what I did like about the storyline and the way it's set up is that I think when you've got these big... Um, missions and, and these big physical geographical adventures and you've got the, the flashbacks sometimes I get annoyed when the whole film is like building up to the big mission that's going to happen in the last 20 minutes or something and you think well the mission's obviously going to happen otherwise you wouldn't have made a film about it so the stakes are a bit lower so I quite like that here you go up in in, in the big mission from like the first 15-20 minutes so you've got that playing out the whole time and I think that um It makes it more exciting because, well, I I didn't know much about the mission. So it's like, well, I know they're up there. I know they did it, but I don't know how they're going to get back down. So it's more, yeah, there's more to to worry about, I guess. Yeah,
2: I think that's absolutely true. Um, And along the way, there's lots of... Uh, good support as well. I want to please flag Himesh Patel, who we saw in yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um And although I have my reservations about that film, I think everyone kind of agreed that this was immediately mm. a star. Yeah. And although he's in a supporting role here, when he's on the screen... It's lovely. And you it's just so, it's so nice, nice to see him. Yeah. And like someone being great and clearly just on a trajectory that we all hope is going mm-hmm. to lead to big roles. I think he's already signed up uh, as well to the Christopher Nolan film Tenet and really looking forward to that as well and along with Himesh Patel there is Posey the dog hero great moment like real like shocking little dog joke (laughs) in in the first 10 minutes that will surprise people Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, surprising dog joke well yeah yeah I was in that a lot my
0: heart dropped
2: yeah um And who knows whether that that actually happened. Um, But I think that's that's something that the film leans into, because who's to say how much of this actually did happen?
0: Yeah, um, so that's what I found very interesting about this film, is that while watching it, I didn't question that it happened, because I thought... Why would you make this up? Um, But it turns out this flight did happen. Two people went up in the balloon. James Glacier went up in the balloon. He did not go up with Amelia Wren. Amelia Wren does not, as Felicity Jones said, Amelia Wren does not exist. Um, And they made her based on these two real female aeronauts, which is great. Um, But yeah, it's quite interesting that they... Stuck to history, but changed the people taking part in history to make room for this woman in in the balloon. And, I mean, I think the, the film is great for it because I think also Felicity Jones has played a lot of these characters that are quote-unquote strong women. Um, And a reservation that I've had about her characters is that they are strong women who often tend to talk about being strong women. And it, it's kind of in a very script-friendly way, but I often don't believe it. Whereas this role is so much more demanding and physical and exciting and like she's in charge in this balloon and Neddy Roundbone's just got a like he's silly yeah
2: but he's just sat down in the basket wet eyed staring foolish. into the distance yeah. um, But in the distance there is some great visuals Mm -hmm. of London uh, and it was really nice to see the West India docks in their correct position that had been uh, rebuilt. uh, I noticed that. Yeah, Yeah. nice and correct. (laughs) Uh, We we love to see it. We love to see geographically correct London. (laughs) All right. Um, So that is the Aeronauts, which is in cinemas. And on home cinema, Sam, we've got a lovely collection.
4: Yes, we do. (laughs) This week on because on home cinema we have Werner's originals, and, and what's that? Werner's originals <laughs> is a collection of Werner Herzog's finest works. <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> oh, so great! Uh, I mean, I
4: mean, Fitzcarraldo. I mean, you've, 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 you've literally just scared off anyone <laughs> who's ever gonna. If you want to stare into the abyss this weekend, stare into my works.
2: Wow. No. So if you want to stare into man's abyss... (laughs) yep, Grizzly Man is on there. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Cold, New Orleans. An insane film. Really weird film, (laughs) but a great film. Yeah, absolutely. If you've never seen a Herzog film get into them yeah uh, you'll have a great old time so that's on Curzon Home Cinema and Marriage Story will be in cinemas in a couple of weeks Aeronaut's in there now if you've got any thoughts on any of those films uh, let us know by tweeting at Curzon Cinemas or you can do so by getting in touch with us directly on Twitter I'm there as at Jake H Cunningham Ella you're there as
0: uh, at Ella underscore Kemp kelly ks underscore powell
2: and sam uh, sam howlett underscore one thanks so much for listening to the podcast if it's your first time doing so please subscribe you can do so on itunes Acast, spotify wherever you get your pods and when you're there if you could leave us a review or a comment that'd be absolutely wonderful uh, but until then i think it's time to separate so it's a bye-bye from me bye-bye
3: bye-bye bye, bye.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
4: Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance.
2: Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com.